My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. When I got out of college, I got a job at a startup, and I wore a ton of hats. Like, too many hats. I had to do marketing, sales, accounting, customer service, and so much more. But all those years ago, I followed HubSpot. I learned everything I could from their content, and I can safely say... I wouldn't have the wonderful career that I have today without it. And now there's HubSpot Academy. It's way better, more comprehensive, and easier to use than when I started years ago. They offer entire courses along with shorter individual lessons. They got it all. Articles, videos, practicums, choreographed interpretive dance routines. Okay, I might have made that last one up, but however you like to learn, they got something for you. And guess what? Oh yeah, it's all free. HubSpot Academy can help you turn your passion into your profession. Go to HubSpot.com slash weird and sign up for free now. That's HubSpot.com slash weird. All right, bring up that Matt Farley theme song of ours and let's do this. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. Sometimes... You need some sage advice. The kind of advice only a mother could give. But what if you live hundreds of miles away? Or a phone call just doesn't cut it? Or you're digging in and really holding on to that grudge you got going? Well, that's where Nina Keneally comes in. Nina is a professional mom, and she runs a service called Nina Mom NYC, where for $40 an hour, you can get the full-on mom experience. We get into what being a mom for hire is like, and she even gives me some unbeatable, but honestly slightly frustrating, mom advice. And you know what? I'll call my own mom and get her take later in the episode. But before all that, let's meet Nina. I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Now let's listen to them speak about their jobs which are quite unique weird work i have two sons the eldest now is 33 and the youngest is 31 which eldest and youngest just sound like silly things to say when they're that age without that ages <laughs> so now that you're charging for motherly advice i'm just curious have you ever gone back and calculated how much your children probably owe you for your years of motherly advice have I calculated what my children owe me? Well, not so much for advice, but more everything they owe me for orthodontia and, and 
college and things like <laughs> sneakers. Yeah, that, that, but that's too scary. You start to go into that and you're thinking, Jesus, holy hell, I could have been like living it up in Paris for that. <laughs> So, okay, so you keep a running tally, but not even on the advice front. You haven't even no, factored that in. No, but you know, you're giving me a good idea. Maybe I should charge them. I could, I could use it like some some extra some extra pin money. <laughs> so let's get into it. How did you come up with the idea for Nita Bob? Well, we, my husband and I had raised the kids in Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, which is a suburb about, I don't know, 60 some miles out of New York. And we both worked in New York, but I always wanted to get back um, to the metro area. I lived there before we were married. And about five years ago, we moved back here. We could, couldn't afford Manhattan anymore because who can? So we came to Bushwick, which actually I'm totally happy about because I like the vibe in Bushwick. But as you probably know, the, the Bushwick has a reputation for just being, that no one over the age of 35 is allowed to live here without a special dispensation. Um, but but they let us in because my, one of my kids lived here. So I, I was grandfathered onto my you, child. You, um, had, you had an in to the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Bushwick, of course, is filled with a very diverse population, all ages and ethnicities and cultures and things like that. Um, but a lot of young people are here. And I found as I went about my life here, I interacted with many, many of them, just as in simple tasks like walking my dogs in the park, going to yoga class where I was the oldest person in the room, going to local cafes where I was the oldest person in the room, and none of which you can let bother you or you will never leave your house here. Uh, <laughs> after a while, some of these young people got really, you know, we got, we got to know each other. And when they had a problem or a question, they would ask me for advice. So I got the feeling there might be a need for some sort of parent who's not your parent, who, who's around, who you could talk to, who doesn't bring all the baggage of your youth yeah. to the table. Um, and, and then I was also thinking, I have three distinct skill sets. I was a commercial Broadway and off-Broadway producer for over 35 years, so I have a pretty good business sense, business head. I also then left theater for a while, went back to school and got a, a certification in drug and alcohol abuse counseling and worked in a methadone clinic in New Haven for eight years. You know, they, they had told me at the school I was at, if you can work in a methadone clinic, you can do any kind of counseling. And I think that's true. Um, and then, of course, I had my two sons who have grown up to be fairly great human beings. So I had these three skill sets, the, the business, the counseling experience and motherhood that I was wondering, how can I combine and use these three skill sets in one way? So that thought, plus the young people I was meeting and talking with, sort of were the genesis for the idea. So it sounds like you had kind of like a, a large supply of young people in your area uh, who were looking for advice, and you have a background in giving advice in a really like tactical and helpful way. One, one would hope, yes. That's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the intention. So, okay. So let's talk like services. What types of services or things do you offer? When I started the business, I offered um, advice and support, but I also offered, you know, kind of solid task learning learning services. Like I, I don't want to make a chicken for you, but if you want to learn how to roast a chicken, I will walk you through it. We'll do it together <laughs> the first time so you get comfortable. We'll even go shopping. So that was it. I, I've done stuff like that. I helped someone learn how to darn a hole in a sweater. I actually helped some one young man, his landlord was evicting him and his roommates with reason, but he was threatening not to give their uh, deposit back, but we wrote a letter and got the deposit back. So I've done very firm tasks too. Um, yeah. Another young woman asked me to help her clean a closet out, just, you know, kind of give her support while she went through her stuff. Yeah. And I did that. 
there was a parent, a mother who contacted me. Her daughter um, had had back surgery uh, in New York. The mother was from California. The mother was with her for a while. But the child, the daughter, had had a history of some substance abuse. Um, so since she was on painkillers from back surgery, her mother kind of wanted someone who would come in, maybe help her with some food, do some other things, but also just keep an eye on her to make it, to be sure that the painkillers weren't causing any problems. So that was an interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a whole range of, of different things people are asking you for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So can you give me a sense of like what what are the what is the typical client for you look like? Is it, you know, more male than female? What's kind of the age range of people? It's more female than male and it, it the the typical client ranges anywhere between maybe early twenties to actually to, to like mid to late 30s. Although there have been older people, there have been younger people, there certainly have been men, there have been uh, straight people, uh, LGBT people, it, different ethnicities, a couple um, Filipino girls. It's been um, a range, act, actually. But basically, white female women in their 20s to 30s. That's that's the main person. And so far, yeah. So far. And then I guess I'm kind of wondering, like, why are they coming to you in most situations versus their own mother? Um, a lot of them are far from their own mothers. Um, a lot of them have have difficult relationships with their mothers. Some of them have lost their mother. Some of them are just going through a rough patch with their mother and want somebody to help them kind of navigate those waters. So it, it's all of those things. And I also think part of it is, you know, I don't carry the same baggage that your own mother does. I'm not going to compare you to your cousin, Sally, <laughs> or um, remind you about that lousy boyfriend you had in high school that the guy you're dating now reminds me of, you know, that sort of thing. So, you won't do any of that. No, no, I won't do any of that. So I think that's helpful. Also, I came to New York when I was, how old was I? 20, 21 years old. And I live here now. So I have boots on the ground experience and, and with my kids too. And I see what young adults are going through. This is a, you know, it's a great town, but it's a tough town. It's expensive. People have to live far away from where they're going these days. Um, it's much more competitive, I think, than it used to be. There are other bigger financial challenges. So, you know, I, I, I have a real feel and understanding of that in some way that your wonderful mother or father who live in, um, you know, Ohio just really don't, are unable to. They're just unable to be there. Yeah, and, and, and understand what it's like to get on the L train and be stuck. You know what I mean? Or, or when, when, the, when the train is out, when they're working on it on Saturdays. And you, there's no way your parents can understand that. Do you, do you ever talk to people's parents to help their parents understand these things? I haven't. Um, no one has asked me to do that. I mean, I'd be happy to do it, but I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how that would go over. It, it's funny. I was working for a while. I had a, I had a deal to try to write a book um, of advice for parents of young adults. And, and that was what they wanted me to write. And, you know, I had a good time researching it. I learned a lot of stuff from it, but it wasn't really the book I wanted to write because I really like just working with the young adults, the young people themselves, you know, it, dealing with their parents is a whole other ball of wax. <laughs> So one of the things I'm curious about is, have you ever picked up like, uh, I guess, clients from your son's friends? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I had early on just sort of like for training wheels for this, this, I asked both of the, 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 my sons, if they had friends I could just talk to and, and, um, kind of get used to this. And they did. And, and actually the two young women that I, I did that with were my son's friends, but they and I became friends and, and kind of the need a mom thing was great for them. I know them very well. One 
has moved away. She came back to visit a few months ago and we had lunch and talked about her new plans. The other one is a young woman in my in the yoga class I take and actually I'm she invited me and my son to her birthday party next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> So when you're when you're working with people, are you more of kind of like a a tough love type of mob, like straight to the truth, hard hitting facts, or like a supportive coddling mother? Like on that spectrum, where do you see yourself falling? Well, I think I'm supportive. I don't know that I'm coddling, um, <laughs> and and especially you know with with new clients, I'm not going to be really tough with. I'll be tough with somebody if I think they're putting themselves or someone else into jeopardy or a dangerous position of some sort, hmm. or, or playing with real fire. Yeah, I won't mess around with that. But that's not what most people come for. And I, and I I have a firm belief, and this goes for all of us, no matter our ages. That when we come to someone for for advice or help with a problem, we sort of somewhere deep within us already know the answer. We know what we should be doing. And you just sort of need someone to talk it out with. And I, I find most people, unless they're deeply disturbed, and there are some of those, really know yeah. what they should be doing. So you feel like most people are just looking to kind of talk through their issues. And you you don't always provide a, like, you should do this for this thing. X, you know, like, this is what you should absolutely do in this situation all the time. No, I'm not God. Not yet. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you talked about the tough love stuff, it's funny. I did, a go, I did early on go around with, I don't know, half dozen, eight different reality show TV producers who thought Need a Mom would be a great idea for a reality show. And I must admit, I was pretty leery about that because I don't think I might have watched some of the first season of Survivor. I don't think I've ever watched any other reality shows <laughs> since then, except maybe, I, I, you know, a cooking show. Um, but I, I, so it didn't work out for any number of reasons, but I knew it wasn't going to work out when one of the producers said to me, you know, what we're really looking for is the Gordon Ramsay of moms. And I thought, well, then you're just oh. going down the wrong road here. <laughs> That's not what you're, I'm not going to do that. As you know, probably that would be not the best mothering, but would make an unbelievably good show. I'll exactly. Like- <laughs> yeah. All, you know, all that those shows, I mean, one of the prime drives of those shows is conflict. And I'm one of the most conflict averse people you could ever meet. So it just was not, would not have been a good fit. That'd be such a boring show if every episode was just like, let's talk through this and resolve it in a simple way. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> No one, no one is going to be tuning in to watch episode no, after not, episode not 20, of that. Not in 21st century America, <laughs> that's for sure. And so I wonder, like, were people that were critical of it, were they critical of kind of you starting this type of business? Or were they critical a little bit more of like your clients as like, kids shouldn't need this service, adults shouldn't need this service, or where they were like, this woman shouldn't be doing this, you're not well, qualified. I, I didn't read all of this stuff. So it seemed where they were just kind of critical of the idea that I would monetize this or, or that, and there would be a need for, for, for that. So I think that seemed to me the, the biggest issue. Huh. So, okay, let's, let's Although get Although I got to tell you, I, rece- I can't tell you how many emails and inquiries I received from other mothers all over not only the country but the world who wanted to start a similar business. <laughs> yeah, cuz that's one that I'm super curious about is like what like what do other mothers think of this? Well, the ones a lot of the the ones I mostly the ones I've heard from have been either they want to do it themselves or they just are very they think I'm doing a great a, a really good service and they 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 they're, they think it was a brilliant idea and they're glad somebody's doing it. I I've, I've just received surprisingly to me a number of emails out of the blue that have nothing to say but but thank you for doing this it's a great idea oh that's so nice yeah really nice so one of the things i'm curious is like how did you come up with uh the price of basically 40 dollars per hour 
You know, I, I just wanted to keep it that it was most, it was, first of all, much more affordable than therapy if you, if, if you don't have, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have insurance. And I'm not a therapist. I mean, I, I'm a, I do counseling, but if someone needs a therapist, I'll certainly help them find one. So I figured a lot of people could, you know, handle 40 bucks and the intro session is 30 bucks. So I figured that was not in the New York area asking for too much. I'm also willing to talk to people about a sliding scale if they need it. I hear from people across the world via email who there's, no way they can pay me. I heard from a young man in Afghanistan, bless him, who was, um, you know, his, some of his family was dead. There was no way for him to go get mental health services. He's living in Afghanistan. And we corresponded for a month or two. Um, huh. And I didn't charge him because what I'm, uh, yeah. why on earth would I do that? I mean, and, and a young kid in Chicago who was worried that her, said her mother doesn't love her and her mother's going to kick her out of the house. I mean, how do you charge those people that? I, I never expected that these are people who go in, they're not specifically looking for me, but I think they're feeling so lonely and, and alone that they, they go into Google or something and just search for, I need a mom. And this shows up. Man, that must be, I didn't quite, you know, I didn't quite grasp how many like sad stories you must be hearing on a regular basis from people. I never um, anticipated it, but I also won't ignore anybody who reaches out like that. And you know, the, one of the things that works for me, fortunately, is in my counseling training, um, one of the things they talk about is, you know, professional boundaries and, and kind of closing the door when the day ends that you don't bring that stuff home with you. Yeah. And I'm pretty, good with, I'm pretty good at that so that I'm able to do the work I can within the prescribed time, but not let it overwhelm me and, and hit me too hard emotionally. I mean, of course, I, I feel, feel it, but I don't, it doesn't um, get in the way of the rest of my life. No, that's, and I mean, I guess like all of your experience in counseling has given you that ability. I don't think everybody else would be able to like naturally kind of put those stories away as easily. Right. Well, you know what? And that's why when people do reach out to me and they say, gee, I want to do this. this. I was a great mom. My kids' friends always hung out at my house and I loved having them. I was like, you know, it's not that simple. When I, I, I going back to my three skills, you know, I, first of all, I set this up as a real business. I have a lawyer, I have an accountant, I have an LLC. You know, I've insurance. You know, I have yeah. it's set up correctly. Plus, my counseling background really allows me to know what I'm doing. And and so it's not as simple as just gee, I love being a mom and I like talking to kids. It really isn't that simple. It sounds simple, but to do it well and do it right, it's not. Have you ever thought about kind of expanding this service out and maybe? kind of like bringing other moms underneath the need a mom umbrella. I've thought about it. And, and believe me, people have asked me if I'm going to franchise it and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I, I spoke about that with a, a, a very wise friend, a successful businesswoman. And she said, Nina, go sit in the closet, gaze at your navel, decide if you really want to run a business like that, where you have to train people and have employees and worry about that level of insurance and, and what they're doing. If that's what really at this point in your life, what you want out of this. And it really wasn't. It isn't. <laughs> so I haven't done that. Mm. What would you say the core difference is between therapy and just good motherly advice? Um, well, first of all, some of my clients are also in therapy and they get wonderful but different benefits from that. So I have nothing against therapy. Um, one of the things I can do is I'm, I can do a little more self-disclosure. Um, for instance, if a client is going through, as they have been, a rough time with their, with their own mother for whatever reason, I can actually say, you know, when I was your age, I went through something like that with my mom. And, and here's what I tried that did work and what I tried that didn't work. And maybe you could try that. But I can empathize in a different way. And I think some of the clients like that because it sounds a little less by the book. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. One of the things, like, broadly speaking about mothering, kind of, I think, I want to know in your mind, what makes someone a good mother? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think makes someone a good mother? <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, I think my mom is, like, I like I think my mom is a very good mother. And I'm not just saying that because she's probably, you know, listening to this right. episode. I Like, I'm the youngest, so I think I benefited from my parents realizing that, like, you can't control what your children are going to turn right. out like. And I think some mothers can get frustrated by that. And I see that they, like, want their children to be something that they don't want. So I always feel like that's kind of a good mother. Is like, a good motherly characteristic is, like, you know, is open to loving their children no matter what decisions they make. I agree. I agree with that. I think that's really important. Um, what about you? What's one that you think is a good a good characteristic of a good mother? I think I agree with what your mother does. And I also believe that a good mother is there. Yeah, is there for the kids who supports them, who listens to them, who provides the stuff they need, but also allows them to make to make mistakes and then make sure they uh have the burden of consequences of their mistakes that you don't take that away from them because that's what they have to learn how to deal in the real world that you make decisions and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, but it's up to you to figure out how to move forward. So I guess what would be as somebody who is a mother is dealing with, you know, motherly issues is providing mother services. What kind of advice would you give for the next generation of mothers? You know, let your kids have some freedom to explore and, and make mistakes and make decisions on their own. But I tell you, when people ask, when I went back to think about people asking me for like um, books about writing a book about tips for parents of young adults, that sort of thing. I also laugh and say it would be a very short book because it would have one page. You would say, if you're asking yourself, should I butt into my child's life or butt out of my child's life? The answer is always butt out. So do you think that there's kind of an opportunity for other mothers to do what you're doing or get better at sort of translating their skills and repurposing their skills as mothers. Yeah, and it, it, of course. And, and it, there are all sorts of ways they can do it. It doesn't, you know, as I said, I take my, you know, I had a lot of skills. I mean, my mothering skills 
were useful with, with, within limits when I was counseling. Cause I really, mm-hmm. uh, among my favorite clients that I worked with were young adults who were going through this stuff. So, you know, I was able to, to, to do that, um, and, and use the skills for that, which was great. So sh- sure. I mean, it takes a little imagination and, you know, a little risk taking and a little, you know, willing to just, you know, try something and see where you land, but I don't see why not. You never look back at this decision and think this has been a bad idea. Oh, not at all. Never. I mean, <laughs> no, no. Um, and, I mean, and you know, I'm pretty, but I, I like to think I have a pretty good moral compass too. And I can I, I tell you, Sam, I mean, I'm, I'm also surprised how many guys have written to me and said, would you pretend to be my mom and either talk to my girlfriend, meet my girlfriend, and because I have a bad relationship with my mom, I don't want my girlfriend to, to, to actually meet my real mom, but I want her to think I have this great mom that I have a great relationship with. And they've offered me a lot of money, some of them, to do this. And I'm like, no, sorry, won't do that. Um, that makes sense to me, though. Oh, I understand where it comes from. But what I say to them is, listen, if you like this this young woman and, and you hope this relationship might go somewhere, this is a really bad way to get it off the ground. Starting like, you know, lying about your own mom and bringing a fake mom in. Because if it proceeds, someday they're going to find out the truth. And I'm not sure they're going to have a great sense of humor about that. Or or that could be a real long-term client. Yeah, could be, that's true. <laughs> Grandma, need a grandma. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could lock down that person for years, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah, Well, okay. Now I have to reassess the next one of those requests that comes in. Okay. Also, of course, there are teenagers who say, "Would you pretend to be my mom and call my mom and say I'm sleeping over at your house tonight?" It's like, no, been there, lived that, not doing it again. I, I really like that one of some yeah. young kid like getting together forty dollars, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's we'll be able to sneak out tonight. We'll just use this service." Exactly, exactly. Gotta gotta love them. Gotta love them for being creatives, and you know. <laughs> okay, so now now I think I think I'm 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 ready to get to the part where I'm I'm seeking I'm seeking some advice. Okay. Okay, so I'll give you my situation. I'm married. I live in a small apartment in Cambridge, and just this morning uh, and this afternoon, I need to make a decision about getting a dog. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is a big. This is a big decision for me. It's a lot. My landlord's okay with it. You know, we could get the dog. We have like a savings account and things, so like we could we could probably afford the dog, which is good. Um. I grew up with uh, pugs. My wife, she didn't grow up with dogs, but is good with them. And we're like a little bit, we're a little bit nervous about actually pulling the trigger and kind of like making the decision to get the dog. Well, you know, tell me why you, why you want a dog, first of all. Okay, so I I just want a dog because I, I love dogs. I've always, I had them growing up and I've always kind of like, been waiting for when I felt like I was in a secure position where I could get one. Right, right. And what makes you nervous about it? I'm nervous. I think I'm mostly nervous about how a dog's going to kind of like change my life. Like, you know, I need now it's going to be a lot of other expenses. It's going to be like I have to, you know, I'm going to have to walk it more frequently. It's going to change like aspects of my social life potentially um you know it's just a lot of different things that are going to adjust by having a dog okay well you know i will put my my prejudices right out front i love dogs and i love having dogs and all the things that you mentioned that you're nervous about yes there they are concerns and every once in a while i'm like oh god it's snowing i have to get a damn dog out and that's yeah. everything but the dog's 
have, have brought more into my life than they've the trouble they've caused. And, and you know, I, I meet people walking them that I love. It keeps me out and about moving, all that kind of stuff. Um, when I'm alone, I'm never alone because my dogs are great company. I mean, I, I'm a big dog person. And, and it always gets you out. You know, you can't have a day that you – I know you might want a day where you just stay in your pajamas and, you know, watch TV on a, a rare day off. Yeah, I do like to do that. Yeah, so I'm I know, nervous. But, you know what? <laughs> You can then take the dog out just for a couple minutes and, and, and get that done, you know. And but I find it's great to do that when you want to, but when you're depressed and and it's you can't do that with a dog. You got to go out, and once you go out, you engage in the day, you engage with life, and it makes you feel better. So I'm a big dog person. As for the um, issues, yep, you, uh, find a good dog walker or good dog walking service so that you know if you get stuck at work and you want to go away for a weekend, you got that taken care of. Um, get pet insurance. I can't say enough about pet insurance. Don't ignore that. It's worth it's worth every penny you pay. In, uh, pay for it. Got it. And you know, the technical problems are technical problems. Like, you know, today I have a lot to do, even though I'm mostly working from home. So I scheduled my dog walker, even though I'm home, I walked the dogs this morning. I scheduled my dog walker to come midday so that I just don't have to bother with it. You can solve technical problems, you know, and then that's about the walking and the insurance and all that kind of stuff. But um, also, you know, I don't know if you and your, your wife, everything you have in kids, but I kind of think well, having a dog is good training for that too. <laughs> yeah. What like what do you think? Do you think I should do you think I should move forward and get this dog, or do you think I should hold off and wait? You know, I gotta I gotta throw this one back on you, Sam. You have to make this decision because it's your your response. I'm not gonna it. see this dog Damn most like sorry. <laughs> Nina, um, I thought it was gonna be different. I thought maybe, you were just gonna tell me straight up what I needed to do. You know, maybe, maybe yeah, my advice would be as good as the magic eight ball. So maybe you should <laughs> As far as that goes. <laughs> so, all right, look deep within myself and figure out if I if I should get this dog or not. We're I'm talking I'm talking to my wife in an hour and we're making the decision. So yeah. we'll know but, soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm I, I am very pro dog, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell anybody whether they should have kids or dogs or cats <laughs> or anything else. Uh, well, thank you so much for the advice, even though it wasn't the definitive answer I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, like, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Thanks, Sam. You made a lot of fun. Once you get the dog, like, let me know, though, because I think you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm going to get it as well. I'm, I'm leaning towards it. This has only helped uh, solidify that point. <laughs> Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh my God, we di- we did it. <laughs> we did it. Oh, technology! Oh, oh, wonderful. I know the future's now. <laughs> what exactly do you want me to do? All right, calm down. Just calm down. So, <laughs> so from my actual mother, what do you think of that advice? Well. I think it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Why do you think it's terrible? I mean, if you asked me, do you think I should get a dog? Yeah. And I would say, if you want a dog, get a dog. Isn't that the <laughs> same know. shit, though? That's like the same shit that she said. No, she said, <laughs> she said, well, it's up to you. Yeah. I'm saying my opinion is if you want a dog, get a dog. Oh, that seems like a load of shit. Those those seem like the same things. I would say to you, well, give me an opinion. Do you think I should get a dog? Yes or no? 
I would say, yeah, get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So can you help me with these credits? Okay. This week's episode was produced by Matthew Brown. He is just my absolute favorite part of the show. And edited by Isis Madrid. Is that a person? Yes, it's a person. You can find Nina at needamomnyc.com. Please subscribe to my son's podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If they're not bought in on the subscribe, the show's going to get canceled. I'm Sam's mom. And stay weird. (laughs) And enjoy these wonderful podcasts. Thank you. And bye to handsome Matt. Bye, handsome Matt. (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.